Okay, so this is what I meant to come and talk about a few days ago when I had this vision. So I had a vision that I was at this beautiful, I think I was in Georgia somewhere. And I was on this beautiful, beautiful land. It was so gorgeous. And all I know is they had flew me out. And I had my own little place. Like, like I don't know. I want to call it a hotel. I think it was like a room or just somewhere I was staying. And, you know, I could invite whoever I wanted to come and everything. And it was a wedding. It was a big, beautiful wedding. And I was a bridesmaid. So I talked about... um in a couple episodes before this, I talked about my friend Tamron, Tamron, and my friend Steven from elementary school, and like the vision of us being like all in like this big truck and like her being engaged to him and stuff. They about to get married. She had a big rock on her finger. It was gorgeous. So that's what we were talking about. We were talking about marriage and stuff and everything, but I didn't realize that we were actually talking about their mar their their wedding, and that you know. You know, she was asking me to be a bridesmaid. And, of course, I said, yeah. But, like, I guess that's why I was like, wow. Like, you know, you want me to be a bridesmaid. Wow, you know. And that's where, you know, because I talked about in the previous episode, how I was like, you know, we're, we're you know, we're friends and everything. And I remember you, Tamron, and everything. But, like. It's just, like, it, it's jogged my memory how I remember her and everything. But then I think that I was, you know, just wondering, like, you know, how much I remember. I felt a little guilty about not remembering her off the bat. Like, I had to be reminded. My memory had to be jogged. I felt a little guilty about that. And she was like, no, we were cool and everything. Like, we really were. I just, like, I can't really, I don't want to lie. Like, we were, I didn't, you know, we were cool, though. But I don't, I can't, I couldn't remember everything. But at the same time, same thing goes with Steven. Like, we didn't, you know, we would be around each other and everything. But, like, you know, we weren't, like, you know, visit each other's houses. Cool. But that doesn't matter because I don't know, you know, if you even have to be that cool with somebody to, you know, make them your bridesmaid. Regardless of anything, I feel like anyway, either way I go, no, not even trying to brag or anything. I'm a great person to ask to be part of your wedding anyway, so. You know, I wish the best for everybody. You know, I really, you know, I really am a good person with genuine and pure intentions. So, you know, of course. But um, all I know is like the dresses were like a, a very, very light blue, like almost lighter than the like the boy baby blue for, you know, when babies are born and stuff. Just almost like sky blue, but lighter, like almost white. And I almost remember like a a really light lavender kind of like um just it was like a it's like in a corner of your eye lavender, but it's it's blue. I don't know how to explain it because a lot of times in my life I got blue mixed up with purple, so you know. But because because if the colors are super close, you know, it's very it's a lot of different ranges. But I know blue and purple are. But um, I was in this beautiful, beautiful bridesmaid dress. The the whole wedding was like um, this this color and this, what do you call it? The the whole wedding was this 
this color of the bridesmaid dress. It was like uh, the this color accent. It wasn't. It was white, but it was like the accent of this bluish lavender. It was gorgeous, and my dress. It was like um, spaghetti strapped, but like uh, don't you know if you would wear like a sh- uh strapless uh dress, and that's how the that's how the bustier were was I think that's what you call it but the top half of the dress is like if you wore a strapless dress except for it was spaghetti strap so it was just straight across the chest and then like with a little bit of a um I don't know what to call it like it's it's amazing because I wanted to be a fashion designer but I can't even like explain it but just like with a little bit of a hang in the middle and then um the it was flowy and it was like silky but a little bit like um I think it was a translate translucent overlay. It was gorgeous and it kinda looked like it kind of glistened a little iridescent or changed colors a little bit in like the light. It was so pretty in this the venue, like I don't wanna call it a venue, but the place that they got married, the land that they were on so so large, so big and like the grass was so beautiful and healthy. I just remember like some really beautiful green grass, so bright. And I remember seeing like a pavilion. I don't want to call it a pavilion, but it was like a, a gazebo. I want to call it a gazebo, but I don't know. Maybe like a tent. And it was just open though. And it was like a whole bunch of people there. And I just remember like it was this little girl who was a flower girl. She was so cute and her dress matched mine except for it was just like a little girl version and hers is kind of like puffy hers is poofy and like I think her sleeves were thicker or something like that I don't know I, I can't only remember but her dress was so adorable she was so cute and they had paired us up and I don't know so we was on like this golf cart thing because I guess that was part of the wedding or at least like you know I think it was more like, it was just so, like, the land was so big, like, to walk around the entire place was just, like, you would be, I don't know, it's a lot of walking. So we were on, like, this little golf cart thing, and she was on the front of it. Oh, my gosh. And then we were zooming going so fast. But the reason why we were zooming going so fast, because I'm, like, a, a kid at heart, so I was being kind of childish, not trying to be on purpose, but, like, the kid, she was having so much fun. And I was like, I was just, you like, we was just having fun on the golf cart, just zooming around the place. Next thing I know, out of nowhere, like, you know, all I know is we hit a dip. And, like, she flew off the front of it in, in her whole outfit. Her hair was so beautiful. Her out, her dress was so beautiful. Everything, like, she was done up so pretty and so clean. And then she flew and then fell into a mud pile. I was like, oh, my gosh. I did not mean for that to happen. Because we, I didn't know why we were going so fast anyways, though. And they were like, slow down. But you can't slow down. It goes one speed. Like, you just, it's not, you can't. You can't tweak the speeds. I didn't see a speed, you know, speedometer on it. It was no speedometer. It just went one speed and it was so fast. I don't know why it happened like that. But I also don't know why a bunch of things happened like that. And I'll touch base on that too.
Um, so all I know is when she when she flew off of the go kart or the the golf cart or scooter, electric scooter, whatever it was, when she flew off of it, like all I know is like I noticed she flew in that pile of mud, but I didn't relate it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. But also at the same time, I don't think that it really was, I didn't think it was still important. Of course, it's still important, but at the same time, like it's okay because we already walked down the aisle and everything, you know? So it's she's not going to be dirty, you know, walking down the aisle in front of everybody. This is afterwards. But still, it matters, you know, because we're still here and everybody still sees her. And for her to come back muddy, that's just like, you know, nobody really wants that to happen. But anyways, I didn't mean to do that. And all I know is, you know, I come from around the gazebo when I parked I parked the electric scooter, electric scooter, like right, you know, by like the gazebo or whatever. And then it was in the back. So I was like tucking the, the electric scooter in the back because, you know, what am I going to do? Come back around, come all the way around in front of everybody with, you know, the electric scooter? No. So I parked it in the back. And then when I came, so actually, I don't know. This might have been the part where you're supposed to walk down the aisle, but I don't think so. Because, oh, maybe it was because I do remember. No, no, no. Actually, it wasn't because before that, I remember that's when everybody, that's when we had did it. And that's when we had walked down the aisle and we had was walking around and showing off our dresses and stuff right before we got on the scooter. So that was like fun afterwards, but still it mattered because, you know, I think everybody was still like, you know, expecting to see the bridal party all done up and pretty and everything. Of course, like I said, I didn't mean to do it, but um, all I know is I come from behind the gazebo and... You know, that's when the little girl, I end up walking ahead of her, expecting her to be right next to me. And I've done this before with when I was with kids. Like, I I get so used to them being right on the side of me everywhere I go that certain times I won't make sure they're in front of me. And I've had to be reminded this many times. Certain times I won't make sure they're in front of me. I have to. I always remind myself, you have to make sure they're in front of you. The kids have to be in front of you. They have to be in your eyesight at all times. And so I came out in front of her but without her. And they're like, where, where is she? Make sure you always have her, you know, because she's so little. And this is such a big place and she can get lost. And then when she comes out, they're like, oh, my gosh. And they see that she's, like, super muddy. And she's just like, she does not care. She does care, but at the same time, she's just still thinking about how much fun we just had on this scooter. Like, she didn't even care. She fell into the mud. And, like, to a certain extent, I'm not going to say I didn't care, because I definitely did care, but I was just thinking about how much fun we had, too. Like, that was so fun running around this big land with this electric scooter as fast as it was going. Like, we was having so much fun. But I didn't mean to do that. And then we come back around and everybody said, oh, my gosh. And I do, I did notice there was mud at the bottom of my dress. My dress as well was just not as noticeable as her. She had mud all over the front of her dress. But at the same time, though, you know, it's it was a rainy day. But it made it more beautiful. It actually made the way more beautiful. The little, you know, just remnant remnant or reminisce um, remnants of 
you know, rain. It made it more beautiful and, like, romantic and all that. So it was cute still, but, like, we fell into some mud. So we come out and they're like, oh my gosh, everybody's like, oh my gosh, the mud. And they were so upset about it. Like, I can't believe her dress. No, like, not super upset, but just like, and I was just like, you know, I I didn't even explain it to them. They weren't super mad, but I didn't even get the chance to explain it to them. Like, that scooter was going so fast. And, like, it was no speedometer. We could not even slow down. And we were having too much fun. The next, you know, a dip comes out of nowhere. And it's a puddle, too. Like, I don't know. I don't even know why that happened like that in a vision where you should be able to control everything. But that's why I feel like this stuff is real. So, next thing I know, you know, we're just partying for the rest of the time. I'm able to invite all my family members, whoever I want to. Everybody's there. My brother, my sister's. They all they all came, but they didn't get to stay overnight and stuff like I did because I was part of a bridal party. But they were there for the wedding, and then as soon as the wedding was over, they were gone. Like there were no tolerance with that, and I think that had a lot to do with my my mention of Tamara and my brother kind of like play fighting and stuff and running off, and not being able to catch up with them for a period of time. But it doesn't matter because. I don't think that was a big deal. She still married Steven. It was a beautiful wedding. But I just remember them saying, you are such a beautiful bridesmaid. You are. You make such a beautiful, such a beautiful bridesmaid. And I was just walking around in my dress, and I did feel super, like, angelic and heavenly in it. Like, I really did. I felt so gorgeous. But, um, I came to and realized, like, I'm literally in a wedding. I'm at a wedding, and I'm a part of a wedding. And I thought it was such a beautiful experience, but something that just, you know, was kind of just disconnected for me. Just, like, why doesn't it feel like I'm always present? Like, why does it feel like I'm only present certain times? Like, where am I the rest of the time? Where am I? And who's controlling my body and my actions and stuff when I'm not present. Like, that's so scary to me that it feels like, you know, somebody is walking around controlling my body. And then when they feel like it's safe, where there's no information that I'll actually, you know, find out that it's like, you know, sensitive information or anything of that nature, that's when they allow me to be present and that's when they allow me to know what's going on like this is the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life it feels like get out because on get out you know and I don't like to say that I I don't want to say it's get out because you know Steven is white because I've been saying this and this is not even just subjective I mean this is not even just you know specifically just only this situation this is everything it feels like get out it's like on get out the people their brains were switched not their brains yeah their brains were switched out to where their consciousness was somebody else but certain times they would come to certain times just like when the lady was pouring a tea and she was just zoned off and they were like, hello. And then she was like, oh, sorry, you know, because she was somewhere else. Or when they flash, when the flash woke him up, it was like, go now, go. And like, 
when like the guy he flashed him and then he ended up killing the girl and then shooting himself in the head like that was like this is how I feel and then like I remember just recently I saw Cardi B on you know this just a snippet I remember seeing this a couple years ago and I always thought this really always never the whole time it never sat right with me I always was really concerned I didn't know how to feel about it but when Cardi had kind of like glitched when you know she was like I don't know I just I feel she's like you feel nervous she's like I don't know I just don't I don't know how I feel and then she just then she just like stopped talking and was looking like in a a blank dead stare and then that's when Eve was like it's okay it's okay it's okay and then that's when she was like that's when Cardi was like she snapped back too and that whole situation I played that video that snippet over excuse me a hundred million times and I just I see it differently now because now when I see that snippet, I see it, I say to myself, is that me? Is that what they're trying to do to me? That I feel like that's me. Because the more I fight, I feel like the more I'm having to fight for just to be me, the more I'm having to fight just to be who I am, the more I have to fight just to be myself. And I'm not always present while everybody else is. What is it? You know, that's over my body and that's over my spirit that's keeping me from being present at all times. And I know what it is. I know that it's because, you know, somebody, like, the thing is, they pull me into this against my will. And they know that if I know what's going on all the time, I won't be okay with that. I'm going to do everything in my power to fight that. And that being said, like, I noticed they, you know, that's why I can't be present at all times because I'm doing everything in my power to fight that. And I will fight that. And I won't just be okay with whatever this is because it's demonic. Like, how can you be outside of your body in another place while you're sleeping while you're asleep in bed, you know? And I don't I don't like to blame the people involved because it's like with Steven and Tamron, I don't wanna say that they are involved with the witchcraft or the you know, demonic warfare. I don't know, you know, what's going on with them. I just know that my situation isn't what it should be. I just know that my situation is skip like it's really suspicious. Like first of all, you know, they are always outside my window talking loudly about my life. They're always conversating about me as if I'm a product or as if I am a you know a tool like I'm I'm not a human they're always treating me like I'm not even human and then I don't you know they nobody nobody tells me anything 
I don't get to know nothing. And they're all they they are all trying to be in full control of my life. They're trying to control me like a product. Like they really want to control my whole life. And then like I don't know, like they always tell me all the all day, every day, I have control of your body. I have control of your life. I tell you what to say, I tell you what to do, I tell you this, I tell you that. Like they're really bragging about being in full control of my life, like I'm just some robot or something. And I, a lot of times I feel like a zombie and like I'm fighting with everything that I have, but it's getting to the point where I really don't even think that this is worth it. Like this is not worth it. Like yes, that was a beautiful experience and everything, but what is that when you know, I can't live my own life and be my own, you know, live my own, live in my own body. Like, how creepy and weird and unfair is that when somebody can use witchcraft to control and steal your whole life? Like, that's crazy to me. And then why do everybody else get to live their life? So do I, what I had to do, I had to accept a deal from Satan. In order to be able to control my life and control my body and be able to know what's going on. But since I choose God, they're able to just control me like this. Like, why would God allow me to have to go through these things? Why would God let me, you know, be in a situation like this? At this point, it's like, how can I blame people for choosing Satan when this is what God would allow to happen to you? Even when you choose him. Like, I know the whole time that's been, the whole thing that's been getting me through the whole time is me knowing that it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. But then what is it, though? Because even though it may not be what it looks like, even though it may not be what it looks like, it's still not fair. I don't understand, like, why I have to suffer like this. Like, out of all the people in the world, who, you know, could be controlled out of all the people in the world that people, you know, that they could do stuff like this too or, you know, attack. I don't know how to say, I don't know how to explain it, but out of all the people in the world, why me? Why am I the person that they decide to control control my whole life? Like, everybody else gets to walk around and do whatever they feel like and whatever they please freely. But when it comes to me, I have to be controlled. Like, I have some sort of a spell on me. I don't know what to call it. Like, I don't even want to call it a spell, but it's something on me that just, I can't be present at all times. I can't know. You know, it's like they they summon me or let me come back to when they feel like it, like they really do have control over my body. And I talked about in a previous episode how I woke up in this vision and I am barely having enough energy to, like, I'm feeling, I'm paralyzed. My body is paralyzed. I can barely move. And the little bit of energy I'm able to muster up, you know, I have five different people holding me down. Like, they're all pinning me down. And why are you pinning down somebody who's paralyzed? And then I heard them talking about, like, talking like, all right, all right, all right, like, really bragging like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm winning. I'm going to win. This is, I can do this. And this is, you know, and like, even still, if I, you know, if I decide to end my life here, because what's the point of living a life you don't have no control over? 
If I decide to end my life and take my own life, then I go to hell. That don't make no sense. I'm already living in hell. So I don't know, you know, because at this point, I'm really thinking to myself, it's not worth it anyways. It's really not worth it. This is sad. Like, I don't get how, you know, God can claim that, you know, he's on your side. How God can claim that he's for you. And then allow something like this to happen. And then on top of that, you know, all of this has happened to me because of God. All of this has happened to me because of God. And they can say that it's not. I know it's happening because of this. It's happening because of that. But it's like at the same time, it's like nobody, you know, none of this stuff started happening. I never was a target before I started praying. Before I started caring about God. A lot of people will say, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. This don't feel like a good thing. Because what you mean? Nobody else is praying. Nobody else in the world prays. Because how come nobody else in the world has is affected like this? How come nobody else in the world has to go through what I'm going through? This doesn't make no sense to me. Like... I'm so frustrated because it's like everybody get a chance to control my body and treat me like like they literally dehumanize me. They don't even treat me like I'm normal or real. Like I'm not even treated like a human and somehow, you know, this is a good thing. Somehow this is a good thing. And then, you know, God would allow this to happen because if God is really in full control of everything, then why would he allow this to happen to me? And this, I, I ask this every single day. I've been asking this same question every single day for two years now. And I don't understand. I don't understand. And like, I mean, I guess I still have control of my body here. You know, I guess I still have control of my body you know, in this realm, I guess, I don't know what to even call that realm, like, because it's always changing, and it's always different. One day, you know, certain things are consistent. Sometimes I get, you know, I actually end up in a, I would call it, I don't want to say a sequel, but sometimes I, I'm, you know, I get a another vision that's, you know, really that 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 matches up to a previous vision or that is a continuance of a previous vision like that one like for example in the vision i had before you know they were telling me about their wedding and i saw her ring and everything it seemed like they were preparing for that it was really close and then in a couple of days later then i'm in the wedding you know or in a wedding i didn't actually see them walk down the aisle and you know, that feels like it's consistent, but it's like, why isn't anything else consistent? Why isn't anything else consistent? And I know that's not anything to really, like, complain about, but it's like, it is still because I don't have control over my body and over my life. And I pray every day. I pray all the time. And even recently, even earlier today, I got this comfort, or yesterday, I got a confirmation that God does hear my prayers. He hears my prayers. 
And, you know, my prayers work. My prayers work. So if my prayers work, why is it anything happening? Because I've never stopped praying that this situation, you know, go away. I've never stopped praying that, you know, God tell me what's going on. I never stopped praying that I understand what's happening here. I never stopped praying that I have control over my life and over my body. And I never stopped praying that, you know, I see... Like that these demons, these witches, like this demonic warfare go away. I never stopped praying that. And I'm still suffering. I'm still going through this. I don't understand. I don't understand. And out of all these people in this world, I just want to know who all is aware that this kind of stuff is happening? Who all is going along with that? And what is the point, you know? What really is the point? I don't know, but I'm really feeling like, you know, I really do feel like ending my life because it's just really not on point in living anymore. Like, I feel like God has failed me. God has definitely failed me because everybody's like, you know, if you want to sell your soul, you should sell your soul for this. You could sell. You should sell your soul for that. But I don't want to sell my soul. I just don't want to live here on this planet where the only option I have is to sell my soul. And it's so frustrating, but I don't know. I'm just so tired. And after everything I've gone through. I'm still suffering. And God, like, where's God? Like, I don't know. Like, if anybody ever went through all of this, and this is why they don't deal with God, this is why they don't, you know, worship God, I get it. I really do get it. I definitely understand. I've been saying that all day yesterday. This is why people, if this is why people stop worshiping God, this is why people hate God. If this is why people turn on God, then I get it. I definitely understand. Definitely. I always used to say, I don't understand why people hate God, why people turn on God, why people do other things instead of worship God. Because when you're wherever you're at, it's not like you're you're in a better situation than he put the heat have you in but you know now I get it I definitely get it because I've been fighting so hard for God but what is God doing for me all you have to do if all you have to do is think and the whole world could blow up all you have to do is think something and he could blow the entire planet to pieces he could obliterate everybody's existence with just a thought why is why does he just think me out of the situation? Why doesn't he just think my problems away? Like, what's the point of praying to a God who will let you suffer when it's, you know, because of him? Like, all of these problems I'm facing, it's not just because of me. If that were the case, well, who am I? I'm just a regular anybody and 7 billion people and counting. This is because of, you know, God, and I can't believe he will let me suffer.
But if I was to turn right now and say, you know, I'm I I'm done with God. Like I I'm quitting on him. I don't care anymore. Like I I rather just abandon God and abandon everything he teaches and abandon everything. My life would be that much better in seconds. I don't know, I kinda get it now. You know, it's I think it's super sick and weird what Satan does, like and what he makes people do for, you know, to worship him, but at the same time, like God letting everybody go through this anyways and everything Satan puts people through, you know, despite being on his side, what's the point? What is the point? That being said though, I do wish the best for Stephen and Tamara's marriage because they're going to need God in order to get through that. But, you know, and and separate from all of that, you know, because I hate, I hate that, my problems. I hate if I made this about me. But it's not even that. It's just the fact that, you know, it is about me. And... How can God let this happen? How can God let this happen? I don't... I don't understand, but it's okay because... I'm okay with the... Even if I go to hell when I die, I'm definitely okay with the the effect that I give my all and I try and... Especially being the kind of person I was on this earth full of people who were like how they were. How these people are. How people are. I'm okay with that. 